today we're going to kick off uh, a new series for the next few weeks called Audible. It's, it's how to know when God is speaking to you. You know, I, I don't know about, about you, but I, I'm going to venture to say, I, I, I don't think I've ever met a Christian that, that I don't care how deep you were in Christ or if you were brand new to Christ. I don't know that I've ever met a Christian that didn't struggle and also want to find victory in learning to discern the voice of God, right? Learning to discern the voice of God. Maybe, maybe you're like this guy here, right? Is this, you ever feel like this person, like just kind of isolated? Like you kind of, you're, you're going through something and you, you just feel like you're alone and you want God to, you ever felt like that guy right there? You ever, boy, I, I tell you, honestly, there are times that I have felt like that. Or what about this? Have you ever felt like you're in a situation where you just want to pull your hair out, right? You ever, look, look at these, is this you? Maybe, have you ever been in a situation where you just want to pull your hair out because you're like, God, speak, I'm about to go nuts over here. Maybe, maybe that's you, you've been in one of those seasons. Or what about this, ha has your life ever looked like this? Has it ever looked like just left, right, straight, you didn't know which way to go? You're like, yeah, Jason, every Monday. Yeah, absolutely. And, and sometimes on Wednesdays, you know, <laughs> yeah, th there's been many times in my life I've, I've looked at my life through a lens like that. It's a strange time right now. It's a, it's a really strange time to, to be alive. It's a strange time to, to, to find the voice of God. Or what about this? What about in the COVID season? Have you found yourself asking questions like, where is God? Like, where is God in all this? Or, or what does this even mean? Like, how, how do I interpret this? Is, is this the apocalypse? Is it the beginning of the apocalypse? Is it just an, another sickness? Is it just another really bad, weird season of sickness? Is it, what, you ever find yourself asking? I've asked those questions myself. Like, what, what is this whole thing? Well, as we look at what does it mean to know and be able to discern the, the voice of God. Today we're going to look at the Word of God. And I want to tell you that God is speaking and God does speak. But I want to point out to you something. That the way God speaks to us often just doesn't fit how we think it should. And that doesn't make us bad people. It's just that we only have one way of looking at the world, right? I mean, I can only look at the world through my life, through, through my frames, through my lenses. But God doesn't speak in ways that always make sense to me. But it makes sense to Him. God speaks many, many ways, and today we're going to talk about that, and we're going to look at that specifically in this first topic of God's favorite way of speaking to you. You know God has a favorite way of speaking to you. He really does. God, God speaks in many forms and in many ways, but you know God has a main way of speaking to you, and I'm going to talk to you about that specifically today when you look at where is God in all of this. And so I want to, I want you, if, uh, but before we get to the, the scripture, I want to tell you that when it, when it comes to God's favorite way of speaking to you, here's the reality. God's favorite way of speaking to you is through his son, Jesus Christ. That's his favorite way of speaking to you. The scriptures testify to that. And life, life is never going to work. It's never going to work until you understand and follow the life giver. 
Because God has spoken through the Son. It's his favorite way to speak, and the Scriptures testify to that. Life's never going to work until you understand that simple truth, that until you follow the life giver. So if you have a Bible, and boy, I sure hope you do, uh, then turn to Hebrews. It's kind of toward the end of the Bible. Uh, Hebrews, James, right in there. Hebrews, book of James. If you find the very end, find the book of James. Hebrews is right there with it. And we're going to look at Hebrews. If you're on the a digital version, I use the NASB, the New American Standard, and we'll go to that. So here we go. Hebrews chapter 1. We're just only going to look at a couple of verses here for a second. The Bible says that, that God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in the last days, God has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the world. And he is the radiance, talking about Jesus, he is the radiance of his glory, and he's the exact representation of his nature. And he upholds all things by the word of his power. And it says that he, when he had made purification for our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Boy, isn't that, isn't that an amazing truth? That God, many, many years ago, spoke through prophets in many portions, but that he spoke through his son. And I want to say to you this morning that the, 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 the reality hit me this week as I began to look at this audible idea. But you know, God, God's been a God that's always been speaking. Do you know that? God has always been a speaking God. He's always been a speaking God. He, he has. He's always been a speaking God. It, it, it just dawned on me was I was, when I was putting this together days ago, it dawned on me the, the very first thing the Bible tells us. I mean, the, the first few verses of Holy Scripture. What does it say in Genesis? Look right here on your screen. Look at it with me. It says, The earth was formless and void. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. The earth was formless and void. There was nothing there. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Did you catch that? And then God spoke. God's always been a speaking God. He's always been a speaking God. And he's going to continue speaking. And he does continue speaking today through, through different ways, but he speaks through his Son. And he downloaded, if you want to use that word, he downloaded... He, all, he chose to, his favorite way to speak is he poured it all into the sun. He poured it all into the sun. You know, I had a, a friend, a, a very respected theologian one time said that the, Bible, the Bible's intent was not to answer every single question you have, but it does answer the most important ones. And boy, that's true. There's a lot of things the Bible just doesn't speak to. There's, there's things that change all throughout humanity. But the most important questions you're ever going to have, God did speak to. And we're going to tackle that today because Jesus is the culmination of God's favorite way to speak. It says right there in, in chapter 1, I mean, in, in, in uh, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2, In the last days he's spoken to, to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he has made the world. He has, he has made the world. So how, do, how does God speak? Well, I'll tell you, through the Son, number one, uh, he spoke life into reality through the Son. 
He spoke life into reality through the Son. He spoke life, he literally spoke it into existence. Now, why did God choose to do that? Well, I, I, I can't tell you exactly why he, he chose to let the Son be the speaker, but he did because Jesus is God's favorite way of speaking. So, so God gave Christ literally in creation. It says in verse 2 that he was heir of all things, and through that he also made the world. He made him the, the heir. And, and I love what it says here in verse 3. It says that, that Jesus is the radiance of God's glory, and he's the exact representation of of his nature and he upholds all things by the word of his power that's verse 3 he's the radiance of God's glory so I, I brought something with me out of our, our kitchen today I brought a, a cookie cutter uh, I'm sure you can't see it but it's a moose and um, it's kind of a it's an okay moose but it made me think of a cookie cutter you know and uh, I, I don't think I've ever made cookies with a, a moose cookie cutter but I know how it works, and if you press this thing down and you, you know, get it to cut, then that cookie or, or that whatever you're making is going to come out in the form. It's going to take on the, the nature, right? You see what, what I mean by that. So I'm going to put this down for a second. And when you think about the, 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 the die, the cut, it's exactly what verse 3 is saying. It says that, that Jesus is the exact representation. He's the exact cast. He's the cookie cutter of what? God's nature. God chose to put all of himself in the sun. He did. Life's never going to work. It's never going to work if you don't understand that. It's never going to work if you don't understand that, that you've got to follow the life giver in order for it to make sense. So God spoke back then through the sun by letting the Son be the heir of all things. But that's not the only way that God speaks to the Son. There's a, there's a second thing. And that is God speaks life today through Jesus' power over death. That's right. God speaks today through Jesus' power over death. So he spoke then in creation by letting the Son be the heir and uphold everything by the power of, the, by the power of his word. But now he speaks through Christ's power over death. Now, for, that, for you to understand that, you're already in Hebrews chapter 1. I want you to look in Hebrews chapter 2, just a few, page, just a few verses over. It says in chapter 2, verse 14, it says, Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, and by children he, he means the, the humanity, the children of Abraham, the, the, the rest of the world. Because let me tell you what's going on right there. What's going on right there is the Bible says that Jesus became a little lower than the angels, meaning that he, he left heaven, he became lower than the angels, he became human, and that God wasn't after saving angels, but God was after saving people. And so he calls them the children of Abraham, the, the, the offspring of Abraham, if you will. So therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, that Jesus himself, he himself likewise also partook, remember that word, he partook of the same, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, and that is the devil, and that he might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. For assuredly, he does not give help to angels. In other words, he's not out to save angels. But he does give help to the descendants of Abraham. And he, that, that's us, the people of this world. Boy, there's a lot in that verse right there that I could talk into. But in, in verse 14, it says that he 
partook. He himself likewise also partook of the same. It means that Jesus became flesh and blood. Now that the idea there in the passage of Scripture is that that when you partake of something, the kind of the, the intent of the, the language there is that you, you grab onto something that was out of the norm. You, you reach out and participate in something that is outside of your norm. Think about the power of that for a minute. That Jesus chose to put on the earthly so that we could put on the eternal. Just like I put on a jacket this morning. Did G Jesus chose to put on earthly clothes so that I could put on heavenly clothes one day. Doesn't that just, doesn't that stop you to think about how far he had to go? That, that Jesus, the, the scripture tells us that Jesus, he chose poverty. Meaning, I don't mean actual poverty, although he didn't have a lot. But he, he chose the poverty of this world, left heaven... And he chose poverty so that one day I could literally bask in the richness, in the riches of God's glory. Isn't that, isn't that hard to wrap your mind around? That Jesus partook of those things. That Jesus came to save us. I love what verse 14 says. That he, he partook of the same. He partook of human nature. That through death, through his death and resurrection, he might what? Render powerless him who had the power of death, and that is the devil, that he might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all of their lives. You know, we use a term a lot in Christianity, and I don't know how, how uh, familiar you are with the Christian faith if you're watching today. But we, we use a lot of Christian words all, all the time, and, and we use words like, this person needs to be saved. What does that mean, to be, be saved? Like, like saved from drowning? Uh, saved from bankruptcy? What does that word saved mean? When, when God saves us, what does it mean to be saved? And what does he save us from? What does he save us from? I'll tell you what he saves us from. He saves us from ourselves. Because the truth is, is that we all, as the Bible says, like sheep have gone astray. We left we left our maker. We did. And so our maker came to earth. He walked around. I love the fact that the, when you compare and contrast Christianity with all world religions, let me tell you what's going on. World religions are about a human being searching for God. And Christianity is about a God who searched for human beings. He left heaven and he was proactive. And he came here and he partook of the earthly nature so that we could partake of, of his nature. And he rendered the devil powerless in the fear of death. And I love what, what verse, 14, uh, verse 15 says, that he might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. You know, I'm sure you've seen images like this. The world map of COVID and the spread. Look, it's all over the world now. It's all over the world. I, I, every time I go to the grocery store, if I'm out and about, I see people who are, who are honestly really scared. And, and I'm not mocking that. I'm not being cavalier about that. There's people that are honestly really, really scared. Because there are people that have died. But you, you know, the interesting tr truth is 
People die every day. All around this world, people die. But right now, a strange form of fear has come across the world. It's come across the world because people are, are honestly afraid to touch things. They're afraid to breathe. They're afraid to get around crowds. And I'm not saying any of that is wrong at all. I'm saying that it is interesting to me that right now, across the world, there is an imminent fear of getting COVID. And I want to say to you, though, friend, that COVID-19 is not humanity's biggest fear. It's not. It, it is not humanity's biggest fear. The greatest fear a person should have is fear of death. Because even if you make it through the COVID crisis, and the statistics show that you've you're, you got good odds there, even if you make it through the COVID crisis you've still got to step off the planet. I mean, there's no way, even if you live 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 more years, you have still got to face death. There's no way out of that. Unless Jesus comes first, you've got to face death. And so look at what the Scriptures say. That Jesus came to what? Free those who have fear of death. Because you look at what fear of death does. It says they were subject to slavery. Through fear. They were subject to slavery all their lives. You know, people walk around and they're afraid to die. And you know what? You should be. If you don't have Christ, you really should be. You should be afraid of death. But if COVID has reminded Christians of anything, it is that this world is not our home. Something's got to take me off the planet. And hallelujah. Paul said, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. It's better for me to be with Him than be here. So I'm not, again, cavalier about that, but I do find it to be an interesting psychology that all of a sudden we have this enemy called COVID when death has been there all along. And Jesus came to free us from the fear of that, that we don't have to, you know, I don't have to, God's not saying that I, I necessarily should, um, I, I, I should say it maybe this way, that I don't know that there's anybody that would say, oh yeah, I, uh, I look forward to the process of dying. Well, I don't think anybody looks forward to the process of dying. But fear of death is not on my priority list of being afraid. Because I know the Lord and the Lord knows me. So God spoke in creation with Christ. He speaks today through the resurrection of Jesus to give power over death. But there's another way that God's favorite way of speaking in the Son is going to show up. And that is this, that God will speak in the future through Jesus when he returns. You see, Jesus is God's favorite way of speaking. And life's never going to work until you are able to follow the life giver. If you want to beat death and if you want to find what life is like, you've got to follow the life giver. And so God didn't just speak in the past in creation and by the son, the heir, the heir apparent. He, he doesn't just speak today through the resurrection. God's going to speak in the future. And guess how he's going to do it? He's going to speak in the son. He's going to speak in the son. Now, for that, I want you to look on the screen for a minute at John chapter 14. I thought of this verse as I was putting this together. John 14 says this. Jesus, Jesus, this is the words of Jesus. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Now, now I want to stop for a second as that scripture stays up there for a minute. Do you know, why would Jesus say don't let your heart be troubled? Because he knows your heart is troubled. 
He anticipates that. Don't, don't let your heart be troubled. I know that it is. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. And if it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. I will come again. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I won't. I left. I'm coming back. God's going to speak in the future. He spoke in the past through the Son. He speaks today through the resurrection. And then there's going to be a day, the Bible says many times over in the New Testament, there's going to be a day that whether people want to believe it or not, it has no bearing on the fact that it's the truth. It doesn't matter if people want to believe it. There's coming a day that Jesus Christ is going to split the sky, friends. He's going to split the sky. And it doesn't matter if I want to accept that or if I don't. It doesn't change the fact that it will happen. It will happen. And Jesus is going to split the sky and he's going to come back through. And God is going to reclaim and restore and redeem all of creation, all of everything, and set it right. And guess how he's going to do it? He's going to do it through the Son. Because it's His favorite way to speak. He's going to do it through the Son. COVID-19 is not your biggest enemy. Death doesn't have to be your enemy. In fact, you don't have to have any enemy at all except the devil and his temptations over you. If you're a believer in Christ, you are free from the bond of slavery. You know, the Bible talks a lot about slavery. Mental slavery, spiritual slavery. Not just physical slavery but actual emotional soul slavery. And Jesus came and he died on a cross and he shed his blood and he went to a grave and he didn't stay dead. And he came out of that grave so that we could be liberated from the fear of slavery. That's what eternal life is. Eternal life is that we don't have to walk around afraid ever, ever. God's favorite way of speaking through the Son in life is never going to work. It's never going to work and it's never going to make sense until you understand what it means to follow the life giver. So I want to ask you to, to do something. One, I want to ask you if, if, if you've been around Jesus' talk, if you've been around the idea of Christianity a little bit. Maybe you're listening with your parents today. Maybe you're, maybe you're a student. Maybe you're a, a boy or girl. You're listening with your parents today, but you've never said, you know what? I don't want to be afraid to die. I'm going to make sure that I'm freed from slavery. You can ask Jesus to, to redeem you right now. You can repent of your sins, and you can ask Christ to cover you. And if you do that, if you ask Christ right now, no matter where you're listening, anywhere in the world right now, if, would you do us a favor? Would you email answers at clearview.org? One of our pastors will, will reach out to you because that's what Christians do. We're not, we're not just going to uh, out to make some strange friendship with you. No, we, we really do want to make sure that you know how to get on the path to following Jesus because life's never going to make sense unless you follow the life giver. So if you go to answers at clearview.org, I'm telling you, do you know people are already doing that? In the last few weeks, we, we've seen people doing that reaching out to our pastors to help them. You, you won't be the first, and you certainly won't be the last. But you can let Christ rule your life. And I want to ask you to do one other thing before I pray with you. You know, 
this season is a strange season where we're isolated from each other and we're apart, but nothing can stop the church and nothing can stop the spreading of the gospel. Would you be willing to take this short episode today, post it on your Facebook, post it on your Twitter, send it, you know what, you know what you could do? Maybe you don't have any of that, but you've got email. You've got a friend that you know. You've got a friend somewhere, somebody you used to work with 10 years ago, and they need Jesus. Or they're going to they're gonna die without Christ. And the, Bible, the Bible is very clear about the punishment of that. You can be a digital missionary today, and you can share that. I'm telling you, it works. It really works. Would you do that?